Uh, yeah, welcome in. Welcome back to another episode of the Format Podcast. Boy, oh boy, do I have a show for you here today. Um, man, this guy, Rich Paul and LeBron James, these two dudes are something else, man. When I when I saw this, I knew I definitely had to get on it and, and talk about that. Um, got another show coming for you in, in the next couple of days. Definitely going to get into some college football talk and then probably something else uh, regarding the NFL over the weekend. But for right now, definitely wanted to touch on this because, um, well, they do a fantastic job of uh, staying in the news. But before we get to that, you know what we got to do. We got to go ahead. And uh, if you're here on YouTube already and you haven't already, please click that subscribe that like and that notification bell so you can be aware whenever new content comes out on the channel if you want the audio only version of the podcast you know what to do go ahead open up your audio podcast platform type in the format podcast searches and then follow us right there if you enjoy the content please make sure you give us that five-star review and share the show with other people you know that uh, love sports talk and might be looking for a different voice than what you hear in all the mainstream sports media when you do that Helps us find more sports fans. Helps more sports fans find us. Let's get right to it. Okay, so um, Rich Paul, right? LeBron James, right? And the absolute absurdity of a lot of the things they say. If you notice, during the NBA offseason, uh, probably, probably like every month or so, and uh, more often than that during the season, especially if the Lakers aren't doing so well, what you will see is LeBron James and Rich Paul start throwing out some absolutely ridiculous and absurd nonsense to get everyone talking about him again, especially through the lens of the so-called GOAT debate. So let me start here. First of all, in my estimation, and I've said this time and time again on this show, there is no debate. Now, that doesn't mean that LeBron James has not had an incredible all-time great career in terms of what he's been able to accomplish statistically and as a winner, off the court, etc. right? I, I get all that. That said, that also doesn't make him the GOAT. That doesn't make him the greatest basketball player of all time. In my estimation, doesn't make him a top five player of all time. And there's a legitimate argument that he's not a top 10 player of all time. I know that for a lot of people, that sounds absolutely insane, but hey, that's how I feel about it. And, um, you know, I could talk more about it, but that's not really what this show's about. But the point I'm trying to make is he has had an all-time great career, but somehow him and Rich Paul act like it's such a disrespectful thing to say, to say he's not the greatest player of all time, even though a lot of people have him ranked top five or have him ranked number two all time, which again, I don't, but that's fine. Um, that just, you know, it's just not good enough for these people, right? And uh, that's one of the things that drives me crazy about LeBron and his fan base and the LeBron-centric basketball media, et cetera. If you don't act like LeBron James walks on water, cheers the stick and raises the dead, then you're a hater but so be it so anyway rich uh rich paul uh, a couple days ago lebron's obviously very good friend i think they've been friends since high school and uh his agent and the head man of clutch sports not to mention one of the most powerful sports agents in the business shout out rich paul definitely deserves that does a lot of great things in his business was on the gills arena podcast with gilbert arenas and he had a lot to say okay it was actually a very interesting interview now there was the one specific part where he discusses the quote-unquote goat debate that i'm really going to focus on but he still had a lot of interesting things to say so he talks about the business of the nba he talks about shoe deals and sales and uh a bunch of other things but again the, what really stuck out to me of course was the quote-unquote goat debate so let's go ahead and listen to some of what Rich Paul had to say, and then we'll come back and we'll dismantle, I, I mean, unpack it. So check it out. 
And a guy like LJ, you know, he's going to get this short end of the stick for a number of reasons. I've been a part of five generations of the NBA, but we can all be honest and know that there's always going to be competition amongst the players. That's just how it's always going to be. So when you have these conversations about who to go and who all this, you're not really going to get the real answer from anybody per se. Now, everybody's opinion, they entitled their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Everybody got their own opinion and I'm, I'm fine with that. But then you got this TV component where there's people on TV saying what they feel, but that's kind of tainted too. Because we all know the difference between Mike, LeBron, and Kobe. Mike and Kobe, they were, they didn't care if you were their friend or not. Matter of fact, they don't care to be your friend. <laughs> they don't want to speak to you, mm-hmm. period. But what does that do? That makes you want to be their friend even more. Mm. LJ was all inclusive, right? All inclusive. But familiarity breeds disrespect. Mm. Michael Jordan was my favorite player growing up. Mm-hmm. I've had every shoe ever made up to 14 when it started getting a little weird. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but at the end of the day, that was me, yep. right? That's all we had to compare to. We, there was nothing else. Yep. Mike transcended the game. When Kobe came, Kobe was a silhouette of Mike, mm-hmm. right? That's everything, which is great. But LeBron is the first player to have to deal with a 24-7, 365 news cycle of sports and opinions from those that's not even capable or carry the, the expertise to give a valid opinion, right? Mm-hmm. In addition to, no, I'm not gonna really do it how y'all want me to do it. I'm probably gonna do it how I decide to do it. We all know that don't go over well, right? And so then you have this, you have this environment this, and this sports society that's created, right? And then, you, and so now you have the root against. That's a whole nother thing that Mike never had to deal with because his hardest critic was probably Peter Vesey. Yep. Think LeBron's antlers is in platinum and Michael's may be in gold. Why? Because when you think about, he had to be compared to Mike. Who did Mike have to be compared to? Okay. The man made a decision to go to Miami. Whether you like it or not, every kid today is saying what? I'm taking my talents too. It was just ahead of his time. It's okay for us to say that. But to create this narrative of he needed somebody and they, you know, no, it's a shared need. Because mm-hmm. if I don't go there, they don't win. What are you talking about? You, you <laughs> get what I'm saying? Now, that's not coming. If, if you ask anybody in the Heat organization, at least me, they, they'll tell you how much they appreciate it, still appreciate it. You get what I'm saying? But the narrative from the media perspective was something totally, totally different. So when you just get into that GOAT conversation, and I always say this, comparisons are the thief of joy. But Michael's a GOAT, no question about it. But LJ's a GOAT as well. Woo. Okay, so that was a lot. That was a lot. So 
um, when we start getting into this thing and we're going to start taking apart um, a lot of the things Rich Paul had to say, the first thing we have to ask ourselves when we when we really start evaluating a lot of his statements are who's the messenger? Who's the messenger? And the messenger, of course, is Rich Paul. And as such, of course, the first thing we need to pay attention to, we know that he's got a rep for LeBron. Like he literally has to rep for LeBron because he's his agent, right? <laughs> Number one, they are homeboys since high school. Number two, as I just mentioned, he's LeBron James's agent. And as hard as he's worked and as much as he's accomplished in his career, and he has accomplished a tremendous amount and he has put in the work, let's be real here. He literally owes what he has to LeBron James, opening that door for him and putting in the position that he could go ahead and learn and then be able to uh, open Clutch Sports as an agency. And because I think he was with CAA first for like six years. So he did the grunt work. He definitely learned it. So let me be clear here. He may not be a, a college graduate, but he did the grunt work to learn how to be an agent at the highest level. So I definitely want to give respect due for that. And, and I'm so serious when I say that. It is tremendous that LeBron gave him the opportunity and he took it and ran. Okay, so no hate there whatsoever. I mean, really, I'm not a hater anyway, but I, I want to make that clear that I'm giving Rich Paul tons of props for that. But as much as he's... Uh, accomplished and as hard as he's worked in life, he literally owes what he has to LeBron James. Let's be real here, okay? So we have to take everything that he says regarding LeBron and all the propaganda he's pushing with a grain of salt because that's literally his job to try and convince us of these things, right? Okay, so Rich Paul says that people in the media don't have the expertise to talk about who is or who isn't the GOAT. If you remember in the clip, he said, you know, he talked about uh, they don't have the expertise, blah, blah, blah. I guess it's that whole typical thing of you didn't play, so you don't know. So that's funny because there's a ton of players very recently. I think it was like uh, this past season, they did another poll of who's the greatest player of all time. And Michael Jordan still got like uh, high 50s, uh, 58 to 60 percent of that vote. And that's among modern current NBA players. So what do we have to say about that? I guess they I guess they don't have the expertise either. But even so, let's just say, Rich Paul, you're right. The people in the media don't have the expertise to talk about who is or who is not the GOAT in basketball. Let me ask you a question, Rich Paul. Did you play in the NBA or at any high level? Did you? So why do you have the expertise to sit there and tell us who is the GOAT? The same thing that you argue that we don't know what we're talking about. How do you know what you're talking about? because you sit at courtside and you cheer for your boy. Oh, that, that gives you the expertise. You didn't play, so I, I don't know really what you're trying to say there, but that's fine. Let's move on. Um, This is interesting, right? Rich Paul and LeBron fans and your Nick Wrights and your Shannon Sharps and these guys. So this is something I've noticed. They know exactly who they're talking to when they go on these shows and they make these comments or they give these quotes when they're getting interviewed, et cetera. They know exactly who they're talking to and who they're talking to are people who don't know and didn't see or weren't around to know how great Michael Jordan truly was. And those are the people with whom they're trying to control the narrative about LeBron James, right? They're, they're talking to the people that are going to go on basketball reference and look up the stat sheet and say, oh, LeBron James shoots over 50% from the field for his career. I think about 50.5, if I'm not mistaken. And Michael Jordan only shoots 49.7. So LeBron James is so much more efficient than him and blah, 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 and blah, 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 right? 
but they didn't see it. They don't know. They're looking at a stat sheet, right? And don't get me wrong. Uh, a stat sheet is a legitimate, numerically uh, proven record of what took place in a particular game. That said, a stat sheet does not tell you everything. And, and if you watch the games and you know the stat sheet can't tell you how someone got their points. A, sketch, a stat sheet doesn't tell you how skilled someone is. It just gives a flat numerical representation of what took place. Now, of course, there are great values in stats. I'm, I'm not upset with that, but you can't just look at stats and say, well, and, and draw uh, concrete conclusions, right? Especially when you're going across errors. But that's fine. Again, Rich Paul and Shannon Sharp and Nick Wright, et cetera, they know who they're talking to when they start throwing stats at you or when they present their argument over certain platforms. We get it. Okay, next up, Rich Paul asks, who was MJ compared to? Because he says uh, LeBron was compared to NJ, but MJ wasn't compared to anybody. Now, see, here you go again, lying, flat out lying, being disingenuous to the people who don't know any better, okay? Because early in his career, you ever heard of these two guys, oh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird? You ever heard of them? When Michael Jordan was young in his career, prior to actually winning championships, he got compared to those guys because those guys were the best in the league and among the best players in the history of the game. In my estimation, those guys are both top five players, but that's a different story. But anyway, um, uh, Michael Jordan was constantly compared to them because you know it was often said that those guys made their teammates better and those guys won but michael jordan just scored a lot and he was never going to be a winner those were things that were actually said about michael jordan early in his career right so he was compared to them he was also compared to dr j right the preeminent high flyer and elegant graceful guy powerful dunker and all of that before michael jordan came along and took it to the next level right but again rich paul shannon sharp nick wright you guys, you know who you're talking to when you ask these questions and you say this, right? It's ridiculous, but okay, cool. Then, Rich Paul, he talks about how many finals LeBron James has been to as if to explain away the failures. And then he's got uh, Kenyon Martin, he's got uh, uh, Gilbert Arenas on the show, and he asks them, you know, how many finals you've been to? Was it easy? So this is what we're doing now, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought this was America, where we celebrate winners. This is America, Jack. That's what I thought. In, in this country, we don't make excuses for why losing is okay. But then again, this is a new generation. This is a participation trophy generation, right? This is not the generation where winning is the end-all be-all. And unfortunately, when you get right down to it, and that doesn't mean that if you don't have a championship, you're not a great player. Because I mentioned, I think, on an earlier podcast, like last week, Charles Barkley was absolutely amazing. Carl Malone was absolutely incredible. Dominique Wilkins, these are all guys, no championships, right? Tracy McGrady, all guys with no championships. But these guys were incredible, incredible players, right? It doesn't take away from it. But when you're looking at it in the pantheon, all-time greatness, that's one element that goes into the pie, right? Championships. Now, LeBron James has made it to 10 finals. He's lost six. So he's lost the most finals of any former MVP. That's a fact. But we just want to gloss over that. Why are we doing that? Because Rich Paul is pushing the narrative, right? Again, knows who he's talking to. So now we live in an era in which is supposed to be America, which is supposed to be all about winning, and we're making excuses for why losing is okay. Now, if we really want to dig into it, um, LeBron made eight finals runs in the Eastern Conference, right? And for the most part, other than uh, when he started really, you know, uh, advancing and becoming that guy, 
the Pistons were at the end of their rope. I think they had been in six straight uh, Eastern Conference Finals. And when he beat them with the 49 special, Nick Wright likes to talk about four-time defensive player of the year, Ben Wallace wasn't there anymore. We forget that, right? Okay, cool. Um, then we saw the Celtics run him out of town, right? Oh, interesting. And quick note, right? Those Celtics, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and uh, Kevin Garnett, it's interesting. The LeBron fans love to say that Michael Jordan couldn't get past the Detroit Pistons until they got old. Interesting. Average age of those Pistons, that team that he beat in 1991 to get to the finals, that average age of that team was 29 years old. So they weren't even 30 yet. They were right in the middle of their athletic prime as basketball players. Cool. But the narrative is uh, Michael Jordan had to wait for the Pistons to get old, which is funny because LeBron had to run to Miami, right? He had to take his town to South Beach to get help, to get past the Celtics. And uh, he wasn't able to beat them until they got old. Paul Pierce was 33. Ray Allen was 35. Kevin Garnett was 35 or 34. But isn't that interesting how the same people who will tell you that Michael Jordan had to wait for the Pistons to get old will ignore the fact that when LeBron finally got past those Celtics, the Celtics were considerably older. Interesting how that works, isn't it? Anyway, next. Um, Listen, I'm not good with this whole business of trying to explain away the losing. I'm not because at the end of the day, you're still under 500 on the biggest stage. And that's inexcusable to me, especially for a dude that you're trying to tell me is the greatest player of all time. But okay, whatever. All right. Now, notice. Let's think about this. Notice the show that Rich Paul went on to push this whole narrative, right? There's no real journalists on the show. There's no pushback on all the stuff that he's saying. They're just smiling and hopping on the bandwagon. Yeah, you're right, you're right. They agreeing. It's crazy and it's disingenuous, but it's also smart. I have never seen an athlete do a better job of controlling the narrative surrounding them than LeBron does. And realistically, that is smart because it's made him a ton of money and it's gotten him in this debate constantly, a debate he probably, not probably, a debate he shouldn't be in for the greatest player of all time. And some people call him the greatest athlete of all time. Ridiculous. But it's brilliant on his part. But it's stupid for all those who fall for it. And it's unfortunate that as members of the sports media, we have to continually buy into this and we have to continually talk about it because it is ridiculous, but it is what it is. But yeah, Rich Paul, if you notice, he's not going on shows with real journalists to, to talk this stuff because he knows he's going to face the pushback and he's going to get eviscerated. And the whole truth is going to come out, not the partial truth that he likes to kick and be disingenuous with and not tell the whole story. He and Nick Wright, are absolute masters at that. But again, brilliant move by LeBron James, right? But what I don't like is when LeBron and his team sit back and try to play us like we're dumb or like the internet does not exist. What am I talking about? Rich Paul, in this same clip that I played earlier, he talks about how LeBron was ahead of his time because he said he's taking his talents to Miami in the decision, right? As if he was the one who coined that phrase. You heard Rich Paul say, oh, you hear all these kids now talking about I'm taking my talents too. And LeBron was ahead of his time and it's all right. Are we freaking serious, Rich Paul? Are we serious? So so LeBron was the one who coined that phrase, huh? Um, You sure? Maybe it was this guy. Uh, Kobe Bryant have decided to take my talents to uh...
No, I have decided to skip college and take my talent to the NBA. Like, come on, was it seriously that hard to look it up and see that Kobe used those exact words 14 years earlier? 14? Come on, man. Like, this is what I talk about. They know who they're talking to when they say this nonsense. They know exactly who they're talking to. So, okay. Here's one of the most absurd points of this entire interview, right? And if I was D-Wade, I'd be pretty freaking upset. Rich Paul really tried to paint the picture like Miami was some floundering bad franchise that so desperately needed LeBron in order to get over the hump or to get to the finals and win. Anybody with eyes and a functioning brain knows that Pat Riley, right, was already a multi-time champion. He's a champion as a player, champion as a head coach, champion as an executive, right? And then, of course, we know D-Wade was already a champion and a finals MVP before LeBron got there. And that D-Wade was the one that had to teach him how to win. If that wasn't the case, why did LeBron go there? He needed help and he needed to learn how to win. And Rich Paul really tried to convince us that the Miami Heat needed LeBron more than he needed them. The ridiculousness of these statements is almost offensive to any intelligent person. It's insane. But listen, I could go on and on with this, but I'm going to stop here. And the reason I'm going to do that is for one simple reason. The reason is this. If LeBron is what they say he is, and if LeBron is what they want us to think that he is, he would not need to constantly be pushing it and trying so hard to convince us. So what I want to know from you, uh, what are your thoughts on this Rich Paul interview? I mean, does he have any valid points here? Is he just uh, kicking it to people that he knows are going to be on his side and not offer any pushback? Do you think LeBron is the GOAT? Do you think um, there's anything to what Rich Paul is saying? Leave your comments in the comment section. Can't wait to hear from him. If you haven't already, please make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and that notification bell. And uh, I can't wait to be back with you. And I'm out. Peace.